Hello, hello, and welcome back to From Hobby to Full-Time, a podcast for personal stylists who want to take their side hustle a little more seriously. Whether you're starting, growing, or expanding your personal styling business, this is your go-to resource plus accountability circle to get shit done. I'm Sydney, a personal stylist plus business coach with a different point of view. Here, you'll find tons of practical, real advice with a hefty dose of magic for your entrepreneurial journey. Ready for it? Let's go. All right, y'all, we are back with episode three in hashtag the money diaries. This episode is called Make It Magic, How to Make Money Grow on Trees. If you are just now tuning in, this is the last of our three-part episode for now. So I would go and listen to episode one, where we talk about real practical things like budgets, hello, and episode two, where we talk about What's that podcast about? Oh, duh. Triggers shame and fear. (laughs) Anytime we talk about money, obviously there's a lot of fear and anxiety that comes up around it. And so we devoted a whole episode to talking about those things, to how to rewrite those stories. And it's a really good one that you don't want to miss. So I want to start this one out by singing you a little ditty and please just bear with me, but I probably can't say it and I can't sing really well but I'm gonna like get into the vibe of it. So here we go. Let me know if you recognize it. Oh, there ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. I got bills to pay, got mouths to feed. Ain't nothing in this world for free. Um, So that is lyrics from the band called Cage the Elephant. Um, And I thought it was really appropriate to start this episode with because it literally says, money don't grow on trees. And my sister um, actually was the one that submitted the question. She asked, when I asked uh, what questions people had about money, she said, how do I make it grow on trees? And I honestly, I laughed a little bit out loud because, hey, wouldn't that just be great? Um, But also because it speaks to one of those kind of deeper things that I want to talk about, about money mindset. So we know money doesn't grow on trees, right? Like literally, it doesn't grow on trees, but the phrase is embedded into our psyche. And what the phrase means is that money is hard to come by. Money is not all around us. Money is, takes a long time to get. You have to work really hard for your money. Um, with Cage the Elephant, I saw them at Red Rocks in Colorado and I don't know them, I don't follow them, but I knew the lyrics and I belted this out along with everybody else in the entire stadium. It is an ingrained belief in so many of us, along with a lot of our money stories. And getting money, there's no magic trick, really, to getting money. But when we start to think and talk about money in a normalized, rational way, and we investigate our money stories and our money beliefs, we can tap into a little bit of this money magic. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So... We say these phrases a lot, right? And if you follow any sort of manifestation, law of attraction, readings or books or podcasts, there is something to this idea of attracting and manifesting money that starts with a base belief that is a little bit different than what a lot of us are brought up to believe, believe, right? And of course, you cannot just think and believe that you want a million dollars and it's going to fall into your lap. It doesn't work work like that, right? Like literally money doesn't grow on trees. 
But what we're trying to convert or to convey is that the ideology behind that phrase is that money is not hard to come by. Money is not equated or traded for hours um, and that it is abundant. So I want to share a little bit about my own personal experiences and my personal stories because I think those um, are easy to understand and they kind of bring it home in what can be like an abstract way. So my beliefs around this, what I believe, what I know to be true is that I know unshakably that God, the universe, spirit has my back and that things always work out for me, literally. Just, they always do. It's a belief I have. Um, they always work out. Even if they're hard, it always works out. I know and believe that I'm always eternally grateful for everything, no matter what situation I'm in. I'm very clear on my desires and know what I want, but I have no necessary attachment or I have released my attachment to that timeline, to these specifics, or how I will get to where I know I'm going to be, what I know I'm meant to do. So these beliefs are not just going to drop a million dollars, $10 million into my lap, right? But it is the framework for cultivating strong beliefs and an abundant mindset. This can be really tricky. For some people and it can sound absolutely crazy and bonkers and bananas and I'm not sure that I even believe this stuff the first time that I came across it um, but something about this resonates and rings true for me and it is very applicable to money for me and for my mindset and I am gonna share specific examples and stories around things that I have manifested and how it relates to my money mindset so I will start off by telling you, I used to have extreme panic attacks around money. I would literally cry and freak out around unexpected bills because I just, I was so afraid that I was going to be like thrown into poverty. I wouldn't be able to pay them. Um, and that I would never actually ever have enough of money. Like I would look at my bank account and just like cry and freak out and not want to open it because I was that terrified about it. And this was probably around 2017 when I really, early 2017, when I really first started to become aware of this whole idea around money stories and manifestation and that maybe some of the ways I was interacting with money were not to my benefit. So I joined a coaching program with Jim Fortin. I talked about this a little bit in episode two and I'm going to go in a little bit more detail now. And we were on a coaching call and I was talking about money and talking about how scared I was looking to my account and sharing a story about how we had an unexpected bill and I didn't know where it was going to come from. And then we had to pay this extra money, I think on like cell phone. And I was really upset at my partner um, at the time who like didn't even consult, you know, the bank account and like, where are we going to get this money? And I was just crying and crying. And he um, asked me a question and he said, have you ever lacked or have, the situations you're fearful of ever actually come into play? And that question just kind of stopped me in my tracks because I, over the course of my life, over the course of 35 years, I have probably spent months crying. Like if you added it all up, months crying and worrying and stressing and freaking out about money. And I will say up front, I am very fortunate. Um, I um, have never missed a bill payment. I've always had money to pay for things. Um, but what struck me here was that I have wasted so much energy on worrying about something that has never actually happened, right? Like if I was worrying about, you know, my house going into foreclosure and maybe that's happened to me before, then that might be a real thing to be fearful of. But what I was getting so 
anxious about and wrapped up in the stories in my head were never even happening. So for me, what that did is prove to me that I did not need to spend all of this time worrying and stressing and freaking out about money because I was just spinning my wheels. It was pointless because the worrying wasn't doing anything. It wasn't making the situation worse by any, well, maybe it was making it worse. It wasn't making it better at all, right? But it really wasn't making it worse and it wasn't doing anything to help me. So why worry? Um, another book that I read, I believe it's called Dollars Flow to Me Easily by Richard Dots. He gives another example where he says, you know what? If you want to freak out about money, freak out about money, but limit yourself to 15 minutes a day and then work your way down to five minutes a day. Like you have the choice to worry about money or not worry about money. And if you have proof, which I then had proof to myself that me worrying about money did not change my money situation, <laughs> didn't make it worse, didn't make it better. So I should just stop. And I made the decision then in probably 2017 that I wanted to start working around my money beliefs. Um, I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted per se in my business. I knew there was something more for me. I knew personally that I had things I needed to work on. And so it has been several years, three years since 2017. And this is an ongoing journey and it's not a, hasn't been a quick fix for me for the beliefs I needed to address and wanted to address. But by me taking, I'll just say taking the reins and starting to address that, I have noticed a physical, like literal shift in my mindset and the way I deal with money. Um, a lot of the things we talk about in episode one, episode two come into play here. Um, but I can tell you now, like I have such a different approach. I'm gonna talk about this in a minute to money now that I ever had and my money situation hasn't necessarily changed a whole lot, right? Like I'm not now suddenly a millionaire and so I'm not worried about money and I'm not freaking out. Like basically my money's the same. If anything, now I have one income. So in theory, I should probably be more stressed about money, but I'm not right because I have an unshakable belief that the universe has my back and that things always work out for me. So I want to share a few stories. Um, about some things that I manifested. And I kind of always like to start a little bit small um, with some of these things because money can be such a loaded topic that it takes people sometimes time to work up to manifesting money, right? Or to manifesting things. Um, so the very first thing that I like manifested that hit me was a rafting trip in Colorado. So one morning, probably August or like maybe say spring 2019, I was writing in my journal and I was just writing. I was like, I want enough money that I can be financially free. That if I want to book a two week rafting trip in Colorado, done, paid for. Don't even have to freak out about it or stress about it or save up money for like months to do it. I just wrote it down, closed my journal, went downstairs to my basement to work out. Um, while I was working out, I missed like three calls from my brother who lives in Colorado. And when I finally called him back 30 minutes later, one of the first things out of his mouth was, do you want to go on a rafting trip to Colorado and Utah this September? Because we got a permit. My mind blown, literally blown. I had just written that down that day and literally it happened, right? Now, obviously, someone could look at this story and say, well, your brother lives there. He goes on rafting trips. This is not, like, out of the blue. Like, not really. But in order to get a permit, like, it's very hard to get a permit, right? Like, first of all, we were, like, one of, like, I don't know, thousands to even be able to get a permit to do this trip. 
Um, and it was just a really cool experience for me as something that I actually manifested. And the key to this and the key that I try to remember, which is really hard, is that release of attachment. When I wrote down that that was what I wanted, it was almost like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's fine. Like, I'm not sitting here like thinking every day, longing, desiring for this trip to happen. It was just something cool. And then it happened. Um, getting to that point where you can like not be like stressed out about when or why or how something's going to happen and just let it go. That's the hard part. And that's the piece that I have been working on, honestly, as well. Um, so a second story, sometimes I like to kind of like test these things out a little bit to myself to prove to myself that it works. Um, it was a couple weeks ago, actually, early January 2020, I decided to go out for a walk. And along the way, I decided I wanted to run, which I don't know why I decided to do this. I didn't have a hairband. I didn't have a hair tie. My hair was everywhere, flipping and flopping in my face. And I kind of said to myself, I was like, oh my gosh, it would be really cool if I could just find a hair tie on the sidewalk. Yes, gross, but it would be great. It'd make this run a lot better. Um, so I kind of thought it, I thought about it for a few minutes. I thought while I was running, I was like, oh, this would be great. This would be great. Um, and then eventually I just, it kind of left my mind. I got into the running mode and then I slowed down because I was getting tired. I haven't run in a long time. And I started walking and probably not 15 seconds after I started walking, I looked down and there's a hair tie. Again, you could look at this story and say, yeah, that doesn't really prove anything. People drop hair ties. I see hair ties all the time. Like totally. Yeah, sure. But also totally. It was a thing literally that I wanted, that I needed, but I was still going to go on my run with or without it. And then it appeared. So I want to also share one more story. Um, where I am right now, I am currently splitting time between styling and business coaching and doing some freelance script writing for some old clients. Um, and I also have a current part-time job that I want to move away from because it forces me to like work late at night. And I love it. I love the people, but I want to go to bed at eight o'clock. I don't want to be up really late um, consistently. And so I want to move away from that. And part of me was um, nervous or hesitant, like where... Would that money come from? I need to have certain things in place before that happens. Um, but again, I know the universe has my back. I know that I am abundant. I know that money and opportunities are always flowing to me and I'm always going to be taken care of. Um, and so literally probably like a week or a couple days after thinking through and kind of even talking through in therapy that I wanted to pull back from this job, um, I email one of my clients that says, yes, do 10 hours a week. Um, email another client and she gives me a project and she says, Hey, can you do this other work for this other client? And then she emails me and says, Hey, there's a third client who just emailed me out of nowhere. Like, can you be on the team for this? Like, and within the span of a week, when I decided that I wanted to shift my focus and I wanted something to come into play, I didn't really give a lot of thought as to how it was going to happen or when it was going to happen. I had four new jobs, um, four new job opportunities. And it was just another kind of affirming proof and fact to me. And I hope that some of these small stories can be some proof and evidence for you that there is a little bit of magic that money can grow on trees in a way um, that those money and opportunities, those are like the leaves that grow on the trees, right? Those are abundant. Uh, we just have to be aware of them and open up to them. And this doesn't mean that I don't freak out about money sometimes, or I don't stress, or I don't worry about it. Um, but it does mean that I do limit that, right? And that has taken practice. And when I do start to worry, I do take some actions, right? Things that I love to do when I start to worry about uh, money or income or what's going to happen is I make a plan. Like this plan of action helps my brain and my personality type to say like, okay, okay, 
things are okay. Here's where the opportunities are coming from. So when I talk about making a plan, like things that I'll do, I'll be like, okay, here's my expenses. Here's what they are. Here's the income that's coming in. Here are potential places I could reach out to. Here are clients I could reach out to. Here's a program I could do. Here's my credit card with a line of credit. Here's savings I could tap into. Here's family that I could ask for money if I wanted to. These things help calm that my monkey brain down from freaking out and getting out of control and putting me on a downward cycle. Now, I don't necessarily have to tap into those things, but like I said, it calms me down and I'm able to re-shift, rework my brain and how it is approaching problems and how it is approaching a scarcity mindset to get me out of that and get me into more of an abundant mindset. So there are a few takeaways I want to leave you with because I know this can be a very new topic. It can be kind of a crazy topic for some people. And um, one of the things I would encourage you to do is research it, right? So watch some YouTube videos, find out about some of the science behind quantum physics and the metaphysical and get into that. I love to know science. I love to know the whys behind things, right? That's why I did my yoga teacher training. I wanted to know the why behind yoga. Before I did Whole30, I read the book, It Starts With Food, because I wanted to know what certain food was going to do to my body. I wanted to know why I wasn't eating it or what it could potentially do. So just do some research. If you find out and you do your research that it's not for you, that's fine. But knowing science, knowing research, or seeing other proof is evidence that can help the brain come around, if you will. Um, I would also test it, right? Like, again, I am probably three years in on this journey uh, of my own experiences and experiments with manifestation. And I would say maybe only within the past year have I really started to kind of realize or manifest things or have things happen pretty quickly. Um, there's a resource that I'll mention um, at the end of this episode, but there's an author. She has two books that give you some of the science, some of the research, and then she gives you some experiments to do. Um, the experiments are mostly around your thoughts controlling reality or the thoughts um, creating reality, but they're fun. It's a way that you can test things out, see how it goes. Um, and you can do with that what you will. Um, and then finally, the third one is going to be to trust it, right? Like, and this may be the hardest and the most abstract, but it is a way to, even if you want to start with trusting it, I don't know. I think you have to research and then maybe test and then trust. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, you sit down in a chair and you trust that that chair is going to be there. Irrefutable evidence, right? And maybe you've sat in chairs before. So you know that it's there to trust it. You've tested them out. So you trust it. So trust may come after the other things, but it's a little bit also uh, equate it to having faith in a religion, right? Usually in religion, whatever you're uh, spiritual practices, you don't necessarily have a, some physical evidence of that, but you have faith and you trust in it and you believe it to be true. So it's kind of similar here. So I would encourage you to do those three things, research, test, and trust, and see how you come along on your own journey of manifestation and shifting your money beliefs and knowing that the universe always has your back and that money is abundant. It's not that you can pick it off a leaf, off a tree, but the opportunities are all around just like that. So I had a few questions that I wanted to go through and talk about. Um, one of the first ones says, how to not feel envious of things I want and can't afford. So 
This one um, is a hard one and we come across it all of the time. But my few thoughts were to have gratitude for what you do have, right? Like be grateful for every single little thing you have. Research says that every time you uh, spend 17 seconds in gratitude, you're like rewiring the like neurons and the networks in your brain. So the more you can be grateful, the more you're gonna be less focused on other people. Practically, create a plan to save the money for the things you do want, right? Um, forego some coffees, forego some muffins, put that money aside and funnel it to that thing that you want that maybe you can't afford right now, but you need to save for it. Maybe make a plan to increase your income. Can you do some freelance clients? Can you ask for a raise? Those are some practical things, right? They don't necessarily get to the feeling of being envious, which is going to be some work in and of yourself. Um, and that might be more of working on releasing attachment um, and digging into asking yourself the question, why am I feeling je jealous? Why am I feeling envious? What is this saying about me that I need to work on? Kind of my best answer right now. Um, the next question says how to operate less out of a scarcity mentality. So this is, um, I don't want to say that it's hard because I don't want to put that into the psyche because I, I think if we tell ourselves things are hard, they will be hard. Right? So for me, I would say switch every negative thought to a positive, right? So instead of this, like we talked about episode one, instead of calling a budget, a budget, I call it a personal money tracker, right? Sometimes budgets have negative connotation. So by putting that into a positive spin, I am now looking at my money instead of being restrictive and punitive and that I can't spend it as, Hey, here are the guidelines and what I can spend my money on. That's so much more abundant and not scarce at all. Um, I have an affirmation that I say. Um, affirmations, you may think they're hokey, you may think they don't work, but they do because our brains need repetition and we have to start changing core beliefs around things um, to make a difference. So the affirmation in some way, shape or form that I say or write down every day is that I am abundant. Money and opportunities flow to me effortlessly and easy. And there's always room for magic and miracles in my day. So I say something around abundance. Um, I say something around that money and opportunities always just flow to me. And this kind of sets me up to be open and inquisitive about different things that may come across my path um, that are bringing me that abundance and getting me out of scarcity. Again, I would list practice gratitude under here. Um, there's some research again about the 17 seconds. There's some research about saying um, when you're listing gratitude. Oh, here's one thing I love. I love a gratitude rampage. So if you are a follower of Abraham Picks, she will do this. And sometimes it's like two or three minutes of just gratitude, of just listing I am so grateful for this coffee. I'm grateful for this book. I'm grateful for my laptop, for this microphone, for my cell phone, for my kitty cat, for my beautiful long curtains, for this mirror I got from Home Goods, from this sofa that I got from a friend, from these pillows that my friend gave me for free, for my book bag that I got for really cheap and I've had for a really long time, for my lamp. It doesn't have a lampshade, but it gives me beautiful light, da 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 da, da right? So you go on basically this rampage. Um, I like kind of writing them down or going for a free, for free flow for a couple minutes that puts you in that state of gratitude, which can help kick you out of a scarcity mindset. Because then even as I was just doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many amazing, beautiful things that people have sometimes just straight up given to me, or I've gotten for a really good deal, or people have donated, given me their time to help make um, my life better or easier. You could also set up some money systems, right? So in episode one, we talk all about budgets and I share with you my personal money tracking sheet and how I do that. And for me, 
the way it's set up, I have goals and it allows me to celebrate the money that I have coming in, the money that's going out, the money that's being put into accounts that I can use for exactly the things I wanted to use. And that feels really, really abundant to me to just be able to look and see like, I've got $500 like right now that I can do that. I'm going to donate to a charity. Like that's awesome. What charity do I think I want to donate that to? Or I've got a thousand dollars in a travel fund. This is so cool. Like I could go to new Orleans or if I save up a little bit more and then I can go to Europe. So things like that. Um, and then I would also say read books on money abundance and manifestation, find other proof about how to have an abundant mindset and how to limit a scarce mindset. So that leads me to resources. Resources is one of my favorite because I am obsessed with reading. I'm obsessed with podcasts. I'm obsessed with learning all of the things. So first resource is a book called E Squared. And I think there's actually one called E Cubed as well by Pam Grout. This is the book on experiments that you can do about your thoughts creating your reality. So really good books, um, definitely recommend those. I'm gonna recommend again, Jen Sincero. Um, she has You Are a Badass, which is really good for overall mindset, and then You Are a Badass at Making Money. That's gonna really help you on getting out of that scarcity mentality. Um, I'm also gonna recommend Marie Forleo's new book, Everything is Figure Outable. Um, figure Outable. I just started reading it. I'm on like chapter three, but it's very similar um, in tone to Jen Sincero. But I like reading similar things because you're going to get a different take from somebody else. And sometimes that may resonate more with you than another person. Um, both of those are great. I would also look at Gabby Bernstein. She is um, kind of pretty popular. She also has a new book out. I haven't read it, um, but you can find her on Instagram. She's big into manifestation and law of attraction and her term is a super attractor um so that might be something that you might like i would also recommend james wedmore the mind your business podcast jim fortin has a podcast Catherine Zinkina from manifestation babe she was really instrumental early on in my journey into this um and her podcast is great um really awesome kind of if you're just getting into it or if you're a little more, I guess, seasoned or experienced. Um, I absolutely adore and love Susie Batiste. She is the founder of Poopery. Um, that spray, you spray in your toilet when you poop and it covers it up. Um, her Instagram blows my mind on probably a daily basis. She talks a lot about um, incorporating spirituality into business and how that has actually helped her become like a 400 plus million dollar business, um, incorporating these spiritual practices and being in tune with your body and all of that jazz. Um, books, anything by Gay Hendricks, that is actually Susie's, one of Susie's mentors. Um, a Happy Pocket Full of Money uh, and Dollars Flow to Me Easily are really awesome books as well. So once you start going down this little rabbit hole, um, you will find other people talking about the same thing. You may be suspicious of some of these people. I was fairly suspicious of uh, Manifestation Babe when she first came around, but I quickly learned that she, the things she was teaching, I was comparing them to other individuals that I was learning from at the time who I knew were to be reputable, and she was saying the same thing. So, um, you may feel a little suspicious. You may feel suspicious about all of this. You may think this is like the most worthless episode ever. And that's fine. Um, but 
I am sharing my experience and my story and what I believe and what I know to be true because I have real life experience with it. And these resources have really been instrumental to me. So go down the rabbit hole, start researching, start exploring, start testing and start trusting. And I am really looking forward to hear what magic you grow on your own trees. So I will see you next week in the next episode of From Hobby to Full Time. See y'all.